I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I win, we move in there. I'll take the West Wing, you take the East Wing, you can be the first gentleman. Actually, that sounds kind of great. <laughs> And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Oh, boy. It's election eve. Let's talk about the election, Nick. Let's go. Election, Eddie, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk about the election. Not at all. Um, but let's talk about this new Mavs court. And they, they came out with this really cool video a few days ago. I hadn't seen it until uh, they posted on Twitter. And man, I, I'm not gonna lie, got a little, got a little excited. I like it. This. I'm in yes. for it. I mean, we love the hat logo. We love the green. Blue. I thought that. So the video has, you know, like that little song. It's like green, blue, green, blue. It, that <laughs> yeah. was a little like, <laughs> I was a little like poking fun at all the people on Twitter that have been asking for the green and blue for years, right? It was yes. like, here, here finally is your green and blue. Take it, take it. And they just like throw it at them. Yes, they definitely know uh, there have been a group of people that have wanting, wanted the green uh, back for a while. And we, we've we known the green's going to come back for a while. Uh, but man, th- just the debut of the court online, uh, that was super cool. And see everybody's reaction to it. It seemed like everybody absolutely loves it. Uh, I hope at some point next season uh, we could possibly have fans in there to see it. That would be really cool. Some point, um, yeah. For all of that. Also, just the branding around, you know, next year being 40 years of the franchise that we're celebrating it for the Mavericks. And that's why we're uh, allowed to, or the Mavericks are allowed to have the throwback jerseys. That's why you've seen, you know, there's a there's a small portion of that video to where the four is connected to the uh, the circle Mavs logo there using that logo as the zero and 40 uh, plays into the branding, and, you know, of just everything. Uh, the the jerseys, the jersey, the leaked jerseys the other day, I finally saw like a full picture uh, of those uh, with shorts and stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I actually love the, the white and gold. I feel like people are still crapping on it. I crapped on last year's jersey. I didn't like the graffiti and all of that. This year's, I'm not. I, this is probably my favorite city jersey that we've had since they've started them. But uh, it's not a high bar there, bud. <laughs> I did not say that. Nick said that. I if said you don't, that. if you don't know our voices by now, but uh, but no, I I actually like the white and gold, and I think it will look good once it's presented with everything and just uh, the full picture of all of it. Since we're talking about the jerseys, it made me think. Like in the in the court, Mavs have done pretty well with their courts. Even the graffiti court, I liked. You know, I like I like the graffiti court. I just didn't like the graffiti jerseys. What is it that the Mavs can do the courts well, but they can't do the jerseys? Right? We had the Dirk like silhouette logo on the court. That was awesome. We had yeah. the, you know the skyline on the floor. That was awesome. Like I like the courts. I don't know what it is the the disconnect between you know putting it in like a, a uniform. We need to call well, like RuPaul or somebody to fix these jerseys. Well, to be fair, I feel like a lot of the city jerseys are trash. So I don't across know the league, not just yeah, Mavs. You're, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's just a Mavs thing on on some of that, but uh, some of those out there have been uh, kind of rough. I know the the Warriors. We believe um, brings back very bad memories for Mavs fans. But um, trying to remove that from our memories, it did look really cool in their jerseys they announced the other day. 
Uh, there's been some cool. I like the I like the Blazers one uh, with brown and you know, different stuff on the side. I like that uh, jersey, but yeah, we'll see. I I do want to say I love the throwback Nets stuff, the throwback Nets jerseys, the classic mm. Nets jerseys with the court they announced. I think yesterday on Twitter uh, to go with it. I think that's going to look really really good on the court. Yeah, so they have been bad, but looks like they're getting better. And I guess they'll re- they'll respond to the markets, right? Didn't Cuban say, "Look, they're going to sell." And so if they sell, then you know they'll be proven right. So I, I don't know. Yeah, and we I will say this: we don't see those numbers, but a reminder: since the Mavericks won the playoffs or won the playoffs, when <laughs> since the Mavericks uh, made the playoffs last year, went to the playoffs, they get another jersey that we have not uh, gotten in the past. Uh, so exactly get, what we need. <laughs> yes, another uh, jersey. Get, Can we get, get another it. court instead? <laughs> Can we get three courts? They get the earned jersey for next Ooh. year, too. So at some point, um, everybody will be graced with that presentation. And everyone will complain about it, too. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right, on today's show, we are going to break down some trade targets from the Blazers and the Sacramento Kings. There are some interesting names for those two teams. We're also going to talk briefly about the start of the season. We're going to keep updating you guys on what's going on at the start of the season. Uh, Zach Lowe came out with a big article today talking about where the league and the Players Association are. We really want to know when the Mavs are playing, so we're going to talk about that. But before we get to all that, our five-star Apple Podcast review question, if you would like a question answered on this podcast, just like Paul, he put in a question today, um, go ahead, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star Apple Podcast review with a question and it will answer it. We're on our road to a 1,000 reviews. This is a question from Paul. He says, my basketball question is this. Based on Donnie Nelson's track record over his tenure as GM, very loaded statement there, do you think that it's more likely that Giannis 2021 will more likely turn into divvying up cap room and adding one to three C-plus or B-minus guys like Jeremy Grant, J.J. Redick, Stephen Adams, etc. I'm still having Darren Williams, Chris Paul, and Dwight Howard nom flashbacks thinking about our swings and misses. I know we have Luka this time, but some scars never heal. Paul also says, P.S. Isaac, you need to see the light and watch Avatar already. You're turning into Skip Bayless of good television and Aang is your Luka. Peace and love. All right, you got to add the last part. You got to add the first part too. Oh yeah, no, I'm definitely <laughs> adding the, the first part. He like talks all about how Isaac's great and blah blah blah. And he <laughs> rides the line well of being a pastor and also being in media, and he's an inspiration. And he wrote a book about it. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Paul. But thank then he you. calls him the Skip Bayless of good TV because he doesn't want to watch Avatar. Anyway, what do you think about this idea of putting the eggs in the Giannis basket and? You know, should the should the Mavs kind of just, you know, what's the difference between now and when they were trying to go get Darren Williams or Dwight Howard? Um. Okay, well, first off, yes, you called me Skip Bayless and you try to praise me in the same line. But no, I do get it. <laughs> I do. T- I do. Um, I do want to address the first part real quick because I do try really hard of uh, riding that line because my calling in my life and my passion is for the church and for Jesus. That is first. Uh, my whole basketball media side, that is second. And uh, I try to ride the line, but that stuff comes first for me. So you you get it sprinkled in. It's like the sprinkles on top of a cupcake every now and then. You guys that you've been listening, you know that that's what I'm about. And um, The jimmies. <laughs> the, the hotties. <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyway, um, back to the question. Here's my thing with the missing out on Giannis. I don't want it to be characterized as a like you're swinging for the home run and it's just a full strikeout and you have to walk back to the dugout because 
that's not what it is. It's more like you hit a like you're giving your chance, you're swinging, you're hitting the ball, and it's hitting the like the fence, and then you get a triple. You, you're still like on base. You're still you're still like about to come home for a championship. Like you still have the foundation. You're still at third. Okay, heck, let's say second. It's not a strikeout and miss. Some like some franchises out there will risk everything like in the past swinging and missing on Darren Williams or Dwight Howard, whoever it is like that was, that was the huge step for us to go up. We're already going to be better. We already have Luca and KP. So it's not as detrimental. If you strike out, if you, I say, I don't even want to say, I've been saying like you strike out and miss on Giannis. It's more of like, if you don't hit the home run with Giannis, you're swinging at the first pitch with three men on, right? Even if it goes yeah. foul, like, or even if, if, you know, even if you pop up and somebody catches it, right? Like the runner can run from third. This is a very deep baseball analogy we're doing right now, but the runner could run from third and you could still score, right? The Mavericks could still win a title, even if Giannis doesn't come. But yeah. if you hit that grand slam, you hit that grand salami, right? For all the marbles, boom, all of a sudden you've, you've jumped into something. So you might as well go for it. I mean, you're already winning. Like, yeah. You know, there, there's it's not going to be like Darren Williams or Dwight Howard, where if you don't get those guys, you're left with an aging Dirk and like a roster that can eke out, you know, 50 wins that, you know, that. Yes, that's my that's my whole thing with the Giannis thing. It is not like you're sacrificing so much to or go anything, after Giannis. Really. Yeah, that that's the thing. You're not really sacrificing anything. And the crazy thing is, if you do strike out and you or if you do miss on Giannis, there's still other people to get that we've talked about, yeah. but you can even go a whole step further and say, okay, even if you don't get one of those next top guys of a Drew Holiday or an Oladipo, whoever it is, there's still guys that are surrounding pieces that if you talk to the right people would say they should go that route instead of going big fish swinging. You know, they should go the find the, the perfect surrounding pieces like the Jeremy Grants and all that stuff yeah. instead of the big fish. So there's just so many different routes, but the foundation's already there. So why not give your chance at Giannis? And if you miss, you miss. He goes, you know, he stays home, whatever it is. I want to say who cares, but there's so many different ways that you can move forward and be fun. We care, but it wouldn't, it's not going to be devastating, right? If no. he signs that extension, even this, even this off season, we're not going to be devastated. We're going to come on this podcast and make fun of it and, and do, do a no. fake funeral. Yeah. And bash him and all that stuff and have fun with it. But it's not going to be devastating. Still have Luca top four MVP candidate this year, guys. Like, don't yeah. act like this is a team that has nothing and it's, it, you know, free agency's all or nothing here. All Here's right. Coming up. If he stays in Milwaukee, at least he doesn't go to LA. So there you go. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. You keep him away from those teams or the Houston or whoever, you know, just keep him in Milwaukee. Miami. All right. Coming up, let's get into some more about the, uh, the league starting the season and some trade targets. Could the Mavericks trade for Buddy Heald, CJ McCollum, Zach Collins, couple of names? We'll talk about those guys coming up. But before we do, Built Go, we've talked about Built Bar. Everyone on the network loves Built Bar. I listen to a ton of podcasts now since I've been doing the, uh, you know, locked on some, some of the locked on social stuff. I listen to a bunch of podcasts and across the board, everyone loves Built Bar, even though we're paid to say so. I think that you can just hear it in their voice that people love Built Bars. Uh, Built Go is the new product from Built Bar uh, that took an already great product and made it even better. It's so portable. You can fit it in your pocket, your briefcase, your computer bag, whatever you wanted to fit it in. Built Go combines a energy gel with a collagen protein. So it's basically the consistency of peanut butter inside this little package. You squeeze it. It gives you the caffeine, gives you the protein, exactly what you need to break through that wall. They're really good. I love the chocolate mint one. 
There's also chocolate, coconut, peanut butter, honey, all that kind of good stuff. So go get Built Go right now at builtgo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Built Go, let's go. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some a little bit about the NBA season starting. So Zach Lowe published this big article today talking about when the season's going to start. There was a call between Adam Silver and, you know, league executives, players associations represented, all that kind of stuff. Adam Silver told top basketball executives that, quote, time is running out, unquote, on the possibility of starting the 2020-2021 season prior to Christmas Day and potentially salvaging hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. They keep throwing that line, right? Uh, we won't be able to start during Christmas and we'll lose out on all this money. They, like, keep throwing that in, right? Just all the time, all the time. Yeah. There's a Reddit account that... Uh, posted a graphic that said Adam Silver thinks that the NBA will lose $1 billion if they don't start around Christmas and posted it to every single team subreddit. And I was like, part of me wonders if somebody from the league office posted that on every Mm. single one of these subreddits, just to, just to throw that in there, just to continue to preach this message. Cause this seems to be their, their message of how much money they're going to lose, which is huge for the, for the league. And for the players as well. But the, this is from Zach Lowe's article. The union's reluctance to agree to a December 22 start and reduced 72-game regular season has left the league fearful it only has several days left before opening training camps around December 1st for a pre-Christmas tip. And they don't think it's a realistic possibility right now. They think it's kind of still out there. The NBA believes that there is somewhere between $500 million and $1 billion with a B. Billion. In revenue losses next season and beyond by failing to start the season in December. Who's calling whose bluff here, Isaac? Is the pl- are the players calling the league's bluff or is the league calling the players' bluff here? Because I, I can talk myself into both sides. Um, okay. The whole thing with this timeline is the league said they've always wanted to give all the franchises this eight week period before you start up basketball again, and I think that I mean. It just comes down to the players want more time. They want more rest. And I mean, I think there's an art argument of saying which players, because I think that is, that is a very, um, that's what I keep asking myself as a very uh, relevant part of the story, because all the teams that didn't go to the bubble, you know, that they are very much ready to go. Okay. You would probably make an argument that teams that went to the bubble and stayed there, you know, just for you know a couple of weeks are ready to go. So you're probably looking at just a handful of teams that are very against um, starting so quick. <laughs> Here's my thought, though: Are we sure the teams that didn't want to play want to go back so soon? Yes. Are we sure that these guys haven't enjoyed their like almost year off from playing basketball and doing organized activities and having to go to the gym every day? Because newsflash here, it's, you know, the veterans and older players and retired players always complain about these guys don't love playing basketball anymore. What if they don't love playing basketball and they're like, man, this not playing basketball thing is really nice. No, I think they're itching to get back. I think the team, the franchises are ready to get back, organizations and everything. So it's like the players want more time. They want the mid-January start. The league saying we want to capitalize on Christmas for the money, yeah. but the players also don't want to lose money. We know that, and rightfully so. I, I wouldn't want to lose money either. So I think this has to get done by Friday because me too. I think I think the league's sitting there saying, "All right, well, if you don't want to start before Christmas, 
we're going to start in January and have this 50 game season because we're not going to compete with the Olympics. So it's going to have to be 50 games and you're going to lose X amount of money if we start in January. And I think the players are going to look at it and say, all right, the six teams, if we want to even say six teams, let's just say two teams or one team uh, says, <laughs> you know, okay, we'll suck. He's it talking about LeBron. <laughs> Um, if, Call a spade a spade, Isaac. <laughs> I think money will win out, and Walking it's like around it. Yeah, I think I think the players want their money, and I I think ultimately they'll yeah they'll win that battle. Yeah, I think it's gonna end. Up, I think I think the players are kind of trying to call the league's bluff here because they're what they're gonna do is it's all kind of complicated. But the the team the league has to put a certain number a certain percentage of players you know salaries in escrow at you know at yeah. the end of the season. And they're going to have to do more of that if there's less games and all that kind of stuff. And so the, the players are going to look at that and say, oh, man, well, maybe you guys could take less into that escrow if we decide to do this. You know, it's like, you know, you yeah. grease my palms, I'll grease yours. You know what I mean? That kind of, that kind of thing. So anyway, that's that's the update that still kind of in a stalemate. We're waiting on that. All right, let's get into some trade targets. Portland Trailblazers start with this team. They have uh, a roster. <laughs> they have an interesting roster. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum making 31 and $29 million next year. Their, their contracts are so interesting. Let's talk about this for a second. Lillard making $31.6 million next season. McCollum making 29.3. Then, then Lillard goes up to 43.7 in 2021-22. McCollum goes to 30.8, so just barely up. Then all of a sudden Lillard goes to 47.2 the next year. McCollum goes to 33.3 million. And then in the 2023-2024 season, Damian Lillard is making 50.7 million dollars, which used to be the salary cap by the way like 20 yeah. years ago, like not even. And then McCollum's going to make 35.8. So they were they're making, you know, 2 million dollars difference next year and then all of a sudden it's going to be a uh, 15 million dollar difference. <laughs> In four, you know, in three years, can you, basically. Nuts. Can you, can you imagine if that formula happened to the salary cap to where it went down to like 90? Oh, I know. All Portland of a sudden, sitting there like, um, we have one player that's going to. Yeah. What if this, you know, which I mean, you, yeah, which their salaries would have to be adjusted some, I think, and all that. But it's years from now. But yeah, all of a sudden you have a player making what? 50 percent, 60 percent of the salary cap for real. Wow. That's nuts. So. They have those two guys making a bunch of money. They're signed on for you know the next four years, all guaranteed. By the way, no options or anything. Yeah. Hassan Whiteside is going to be a free agent. Nurkic, fourteen point one million dollars, and then the year after that, he has a non guaranteed of thirteen point two. That's an interesting contract. Trevor Ariza, non guaranteed next year, twelve point eight million. Rodney Hood has a player option of six million. Zach Collins is a rookie deal, uh, guaranteed five million. They have Anthony Simons, Nas, Nas Little on rookie deals guaranteed and then they have mario hazonia has a player option 1.9 Wayne gabriel is a restricted free agent and gary trent jr on a really small rookie deal 1.6 million anybody on here interest are you interested in well no the, portland's hard when it comes to trade stuff you know if you if y'all haven't been listening go back to the past pods on tuesdays we do these trade target tuesdays for the past like two months and we've hit uh, you know two teams for the most part uh, every Tuesday and just possible trade targets. But like for Portland, Portland is a team kind of like Dallas to where they have their two main guys and they're looking for the surrounding pieces to fit next to them. And they're in win now mode. They, they're playoff team. They want to keep winning. So it's kind of hard to find a, you know, 
a trade partner for Portland because their surrounding pieces are pieces that we would want that they want too. So <laughs> even when you look at, let's just say Trevor Ariza and you know, he has this non-guaranteed or like 12.8, they could guarantee that. And then they know that that's a good trade piece because that's a good expiring contract. But like what, you know, what would they, what would that do for them? If you swap out Trevor Ariza for, Delon Wright and Justin Jackson, you know, that's the type of stuff to where it's like they would probably just keep a reason at that point. I think the only thing for Portland, if you listen to yesterday, I I predict I think they go out and they use some of these pieces. I think they guarantee the Ariza contract. I think Hood probably picks up his player option and they look at what they can package Hood and Ariza and Zach Collins, which is around 25 million and say, what can we go get with that package and some picks or whatever? And, but if they really want to shake things up, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do anything with Porzingis when it comes to McCollum. But coming up after the break, let's talk about if Neil Olshay from, is that how you say his last name? Yep. Olshay. If Neil Olshay from Portland called up Donnie and said, we really want to shake it up, what would you think about a package centered around Porzingis and McCollum? Talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more trade targets for the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard off the table, right? I mean, not even going to talk about that. That's not even a thing. Yeah. No no trade there. No, they're uh, not trading him. That's, I mean, that's their Dirk. We know that he should no, stay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. But if they're looking at it and say, all right, if we called up Dallas and said McCollum and Nurkic for Porzingis and insert whatever else, DeLon Wright and something Hardaway, else. Hardaway, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I get. Yeah. Like, I think Dallas hangs up so quick. The appeal of it with McCollum is that you have another playmaker alongside Luca. I think McCollum. Okay. Let's do a little quick, quick, like name game with this. I say McCollum and somebody else. And you tell me who, who you would take. Who, would I, who if I'm, I'm a team and who I'd rather have. Yeah. Or if like you're Dallas in a perfect oh, you're world. Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Who you would rather have. So McCollum or Drew Holiday. Holiday. McCollum or Paul George? <laughs> Paul George. McCollum or Brad Beal? Brad Beal. McCollum or Chris Paul? Chris Paul. Well, salaries, uh, it doesn't matter at that point. I'd, have, I'd rather have CJ McCollum. Okay. McCollum or DeRozan? Oh, CJ McCollum. <laughs> McCollum or Levine? CJ McCollum. Okay. Trying to think of anything, anybody else. McCollum or Kyle Lowry? Uh, that one's a little harder because I think I'd rather have Kyle Lowry for the one year. Okay. McCollum or Middleton? Middleton. McCollum or Oladipo? Oh, that's a good one. That's my last one. Uh, contract wise, age wise, you're like, okay, I'll take Oladipo, but yeah. So McCollum's 28. And that's why I was like looking into it. And if you're Portland in that situation, you're like, hey, I'll switch up the Nurkic McCollum thing for Porzingis and do this like stretch out, put all shooters around Dame. And we'll just, this is our big switch up move for yeah. Dame's second half of his career. If you're Dallas, I don't think you do this. I think you still bet on Porzingis and Luca and it's like you roll with that. Um, but like, what would your starting lineup if Dallas did do that? What would it be? Luca, McCollum, Nurkic. Nurkic, then you probably go like Dorian at the four, right? 
Yeah, Dorian and Seth. Well, I can't, you can't do Seth and McCollum. Or whoever you're, you know, Sadiq Bay or whoever you get in the draft, right? Yeah. And if you found a way to keep, you know, Tim Hardaway, it would be Luca, Tim Hardaway, McCollum, Nurkic, and like Dorian or something like that. But, yeah. Um, but I would still keep Porzingis. But honestly, that's the, that's the only route you can go, I think, with Portland. But I think, trade. Por- I think the only way Portland trades McCollum is if they're getting back another like wing star, if it is a Bradley Beal or something like that. Yeah, because then they, they have to pack it. You, you have to find somebody to play with Nurkic, which they played Whiteside with Nurkic this year a lot. So it's wild. Maybe that that list isn't as small as I would think, but yeah, that that's kind of interesting. So I, I don't think there's a lot of trade options here unless they guarantee Ariza and they want to try to trade. And Ariza for like Delon Wright deal is kind of interesting if they guarantee his deal. They want yeah. you know like a guard off the bench. Um, you know, Ariza wants to go somewhere else. He's, you know, all of a sudden that clears up some more money for 2021, gives you a wing defender, a veteran, um, yep. gives DeLon right, maybe a place to play a little bit more. Uh, Anthony Simons didn't really impress them as much. The, you know, second year, the first year, he was pretty good, but, uh, you know, you could, they could, you could definitely play those guys together too off the bench. That could be kind of interesting for them. That's kind of the only trade that I thought of that might be good, but I don't know why. Portland would do that, but I guess maybe, you know, just depends on what internally they think about both those guys. Yeah, for sure. And I I wouldn't do that if I was Dallas either. You wouldn't do it? No, I wouldn't do it if I was Dallas. No, I love McCollum. I think McCollum's a perfect fit. I think if you can go get McCollum. No, the Ariza, the Ariza DeLon Wright deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. All right, let's do the Sacramento Kings. So also... You probably noticed we're almost done with these, but this is kind of like our overview of what what teams are like and, you know, what teams are yeah. looking like going into next season, too. So it's kind of like our offseason preview, but and we can be like other reporters and just say, like, hey, we we claim this trade because we talk. Yeah, about we're it. claiming all the trades. Yeah, because we've done all the teams. Uh, Harrison Barnes making 20. No, this is Sacramento Kings. Harrison Barnes making twenty two point two million. That is their second highest paid player behind Buddy. Uh, both those guys are together making like $45 million next year for them. $46 million, which, hey, get all you get, guys. Uh, their next highest is Corey Joseph making $12.6 million coming off the bench. They have Marvin Bagley still in his rookie deal. They have Bogdan Bogdanovich, restricted free agent this offseason. That's going to be an interesting one to see what they do with him. Bielitsa has a non-guaranteed $7.1 million. Jabari Parker, he plays for them. $6.5 million player option. De'Aaron Fox on his rookie deal. Rashawn Holmes, $5 million deal. And then Justin James, the only other player in their roster making $1.5 million. Everybody else a free agent. Alex Len, Yogi Ferrell, Harry Giles. Unrestricted free agent Harry Giles, by the way. We haven't really talked about him, but... I like uh, him. And then Kent Bazemore, also an unrestricted free agent. So not a ton of players on their team, but anybody stick out to you as somebody you'd trade for? Bring back Harrison Barnes? He still loves Dallas. Love Harrison. Um, what's the value of De'Aaron Fox around the league? I'm I'm really intrigued with that. Man, I, see, I think about this and it, not as high as it is in Sacramento, right? Like, yeah, I, I feel like Sacramento would value him way more than anybody else. Like, it's not as low as Lonzo, but no, definitely not. But it's not like Jamal Murray either. Who would right? you rather I mean, have, De'Aaron Fox or Shea Gilgis Alexander? SGA. Who would you rather have, De'Aaron Fox or Zach Levine? I don't know. De'Aaron Fox or Karis Fox. LeVert? Fox. De'Aaron Fox or Tyler Hero? <laughs> Fox. But it's like the LeVert thing's wild because 
Like, I think people would do, like, if they called up Brooklyn right now and said Levert for Fox, I feel like Brooklyn would say no, because like, I, feel, I feel like everybody just thinks Levert's his third star, and is Fox a star? No, like, see, I, I think the Nets would say, the Nets would say yes to that. I think the Kings would say no. Hmm. I, I like Fox a lot. I think he's better than Karis Levert. See, I do too. And the thing, I'm really curious what Sacramento does moving forward. They got new management and they just redid it, all of that. And I just want to know how much they shake it up. You know, like, do they, do yeah. they test the market for Fox? He's entering next year. Do they plan on giving him the full rookie max next year? Like any other rookie from that draft class? Um, I'm assuming they are because it's not like you're getting free agents there anyway. Who are they um, building around? That's the question with this new regime. Yeah. Like, who are they building around? Fox is probably the, the piece, right? He's the guy that you're, you're trying to build it's around. Fox and Bagley, I guess. I mean, Bagley is, I guess, the, the guy that you're also trying to still build around and still try. Uh, what do they think about Bogdan? Buddy Heald seems to be like he's on his way out. It doesn't seem like a, a building piece for them anymore because they're going to trade him. Uh, what is Harrison Barnes to them? I mean, we, we don't really know, but... But yeah. like, do they view Harrison Barnes or the Buddy Hill contract as like a very like a dead weight contract to where if they did entertain the 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 market for Fox, is he star worthy enough for you to take on one or like both of those contracts? Barnes oh, and Buddy. If you yeah, I see I don't think so. I don't think that they're like they're not negative players. It's just that Buddy wants to leave. Yeah. And that Harrison yeah. Barnes is exactly what we know him to be in Dallas is like good player. We'll put up some stats, but you know, you're either going to like, you're not going to be a playoff team if he's like your second highest paid player. True. You think any team in this draft would trade any pick for Fox? Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Golden I trade the number. State. I trade the number one pick for Fox. Yes, I would too. Even though well, the thing is about his contract, though, he's guaranteed next year for 8 million, restricted free agent in, you know, 2021. So that's kind of dicey for teams like Minnesota or somebody, but I trade every pick in this draft for De'Aaron Fox. I would too. I'm just really curious on what his his value is across the league. If they view him because he's been on a bad team, it's not like he's Devin Booker. You know, Booker's been on this bad team, but Booker can like shoot the lights out. So you'd rather have Devin like, Booker than De'Aaron Fox? Oh, well, hands down, one thousand percent. And I'm still I still have questions about Fox's shooting. Shot twenty nine percent from three last year. It's like yeah. I still have questions about that. But I'm just really curious on just how he's viewed across the league as a star or not. Smaller smaller deals for Kings and Mavs. Like, would they entertain a Corey Joseph for DeLon Wright swap? Uh, Corey Joseph has a non-guaranteed deal mm. for 2021 at 12.6, kind of similar to the Ariza uh, thing, uh, or at least like the same number for this year. So it's like you'd swap out yeah. Joseph for DeLon this year, but you'd save that money in 2021. Okay, let me ask you this. Would Dallas consider a maxi for a Bielitsa swap? Ooh, I I would not. I... Okay, somebody posted a like JJ Reddick for Maxi swap today on Twitter, JJ and Redick. I was like, "Oh heck no, get out of here!" No, I, I wouldn't do that. But I am I'm a little offended every time we or someone else does a Maxi trade. I don't want Maxi going anywhere. I love Maxi no, so I much. I think he's such a like a linchpin for this team, and I think that he's such a a piece that is coveted around the league so much. You know that type of player that I just don't want him going anywhere. Him and Dorian. I'm like, if you put those guys in any traits, I'm just so out on them. Just maybe that's me being, you know, fanboy, but I don't want them going anywhere. But the the only reason I oppose that is because Belitsa shot 41 percent from three last year. Yeah. And what you ask of Maxi, would Dallas look at that and say, "All right, Belitsa had if they guarantee Belitsa's money for this year." And it's basically the swap to where you save money in the future of Maxi's contract, 
and you get the better shooter because, hey, that's the main thing you ask Maxi to do. I wouldn't do it. I would still keep Maxi, but it's that type of move. Like, would they, would Dallas consider that? That's not know. the main like, thing they ask Maxi to do. The main thing they ask Maxi to do is defend. Well, like, yeah, to defend, me. yeah. But uh, like offensively, that's what I was thinking about. It's like offensively, yeah. they ask him to stand there and to shoot a <laughs> shot, hit a ca- catch and shoot shot. True, and true. Bill Eats is that. And roll every once in a while. I remember back, I guess it was a year ago, maybe two years ago, I remember a media person telling me at a Mavs game that Rashad, Rashawn Holmes was better than Dwight Powell. And I've never, I've always kept that in the back of my mind. It's like, he always got paid less than Dwight Powell, but this media person was telling me how, how he's just like this underrated guy. And that's always stuck in my head. So would you like consider Rashawn Holmes or would he be too redundant to Dwight Powell? Too redundant to Dwight Powell. However, you're paying him half as much as Dwight Powell. So, yeah, you know, I, w- I would take that for sure. But uh, but yeah, Dwight Powell is like a, you know, a locker room. He's coming off the injury, too. Which I'm not really sure what to think about Dwight Powell at this point. Like his one thing is athleticism and he's coming off this really bad injury. Yeah. Oh, he ain't going anywhere. He, yeah. I don't think, he, I don't think yeah. he's getting traded. But, he's like but, the 6'10 Berea for Dallas. But to that point, Rashawn Holmes would be awesome in Dallas, right? He'd be like, yeah. you know, what Dwight Powell. Maybe he's better than Dwight Powell, but uh, he'd definitely be as good as Dwight Powell. And I just wonder for Bogdan, this is my last one. Is Bogdan good enough to go into your 2021 cap space to where if they entertained a sign and trade deal with Sacramento for Bogdan? We need to do a name game with Bogdan because I, I don't really know where he stands, right? Like how, how do pe- how do people value anybody in Sacramento across the league? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? I have no clue. Like, does Bagley get you any pick in this draft? I think so. I would take yeah. Bagley over any pick. But it's like o- over is- any pick? Yeah, I would I would I would trade number one for Bagley right now. I listened to uh Locked On Hawks today, uh, Brad Roland do this breakdown of of Denny Avadia, and I was like, by the end of it, I was like, why is this guy going the top five? Like, what is this draft? <laughs> he just seemed like a guy that you would take in the twenties or something and maybe bet on his uh, like some potential. But I'm like, why is this guy a top five, top two pick? It's I would definitely draft. rather have Bagley than him. I would have Bagley over anybody in this draft. Maybe Lamelo, depending on which team you are. You just said that you don't think Lamelo goes in the top five. Well, that's just a prediction. I'm not saying I uh, wouldn't take him. Okay, but yeah, I don't. How do people view Bogdan? How do v- people view Bagley? How do they view Fox? <laughs> I don't know. It's like how do people can't... view Yogi Ferrell? That's what I want to know. Bring our boy home. All the small Luke, gu- Luke people Walton? have been mentioning all the small guards. I don't care about any of them. Bring Yogi back. I loved Yogi. I thought he was great. Buddy Hield. It's like. I feel like it's almost the like the tide is turning so hard on Buddy Hield. It was wow, he's gonna be a shooter that somebody can go get to wow, he's gonna be a salary dump for somebody now. And I feel like everybody's talking themselves out of Buddy Hield now. Yeah, well now he now he has the stink of like a player that got his way out of a place that it, and he's not Jimmy Butler level, right? So Yeah. Yeah, eventually that stink is gonna, you know, smell so bad that, that like like the mellow talk, like talent isn't gonna go over that, but I I think as soon as he goes to somewhere else, it'll be better than Sacramento. Right? Anywhere he's he's bound to go to the Hawks. Oh, that'd be Buddy. an interesting spot for him. Yeah, and then he's like their highest paid player. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hawks <laughs> Christmas Day Hawks. <laughs> Don't make fun of John. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, there's our trade targets. There's some talk about the league starting guys. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down some more draft stuff. We're back in it on the draft. 
Uh, we will also, we're going to say this. We will talk nothing about the election on this podcast. There's no no reason to do that. We won't mention it. And so if you're trying to get away from that, tomorrow the podcast will be for you. We're probably even going to record it before anything even happens. So I think I think that's the smartest thing for us. I think that's what we're going to do. So uh, we're not even going to mention it. So don't worry about that. If you're you know worried that everyone's just going to be talking about it tomorrow. I know I'm going to be, you know, trying to avoid things tomorrow. I'm like, I don't want to listen to anybody talk about this anymore. So just wanted to mention that. And uh, guys, we'll be back tomorrow talking more draft. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace. Boom. Uh, that, how did, how did you do this? Call in a few favors. Excuse me, sir. A few hundred favors. Mr. Vice President, Ben Wyatt from Congressman Murray's office. Hey, Ben, Dave told me you were going to be coming by, and you must be Leslie Nope. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> You're, my, my, my name just came out of your mouth.